Hello and welcome to Series 2 of Mediums in Action with me, Martin Litt-Wilson, and my good friend, Ian Doherty. Hello, everybody. Right, right today we, we've kind of had a chat, pre-chat before the programme. We, we kind of put each other on, uh, really on tenter hooks to uh, what the subject's going to be, so that what we discuss today is is something that comes straight out of the heart. So I think today we're going to talk about sort of mediumship, how it stands at the moment, and uh, sort of the first connection that people have with a medium or mediumship is often through two aspects at the moment, probably a mediumship church or a or, or a ghost hunt. But mediumship churches, I mean, I, I've not been in one for probably about four years now you were tour you were still traveling around last year and you've not done any this year have you yeah no um i've uh, chosen i you know i've made a choice to step back i want to move in different directions you know it's uh, i feel i've done my time you're looking probably about 15 16 years in spiritual churches i want to do something else now uh, you know the facet of mediumship has changed the way that people approach mediumship is changed and i want to and i i'm going with the uh, flow which is why uh, i'm loving working with uh, with your fine self martin in- so ian you you said that you started working mediumships at mediumship churches 16 years ago yeah l- l- just to i mean to get your idea is what was mediumship churches like 16 years ago and and how does that compare to today you know 15 16 years ago the churches were full you could walk in there'd be standing room obviously they've got to look at the health and safety so you know they would at times turn people away which is difficult thing because on a sunday service as far as the law goes you have to have you know if a person wants to come in off your street then you've got to let them in you can't close the doors on you know as in no entry on a uh, sunday service or whatever day of the week your uh, that church does their service but obviously the health and safety if it's, if it's only catered for 45 people then you can't let let 55 in they used to be packed and now you know you go to some churches where um they go through difficult times and about five years ago as a church that i uh, went to that was uh, absolutely packed and it went down to one or to one or two people my local church went down as far as nine you know when it used to be absolutely rammed you know and the Spicious National Union, the SNU, who uh, who run those SNU uh, churches, if it falls on a regular basis below, say, ten people, you know, it's going on, it's going that way for a good number of months. Then the SNU step in, they try to get the church going. If it fails, then they just close the church down and sell it. We, you know? we, yeah, we've talked about that before, where uh, some very very long-standing spiritualist churches um, have been sold off. Probably yeah. because of the assets, really. Um, I think so. There, there was um, a spiritualist church a couple of years ago in London, which was one of the spiritualist churches that uh, that Conan Doyle visited, and um, and that was sold off to much anger, really, that because it was a piece of spiritualist church um, yeah. history, really. Yeah, I do. I think, you know, uh, and I'm not having a go at the SNU here, but it seems where some churches are finding it difficult to keep their doors open and yet the SNU open another teaching centre. You know, they tell you we're all under the umbrella of one. We help each. We help uh, one and other as in their second principle, the brotherhood of man. And it comes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> I thought I was singing a song there. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. 
Save all um, my wishes for you, or whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the uh, uh, Brotherhood of Man, and uh, and in some in some points, and not always, because uh, SNU have done some sterling work. Um, you know, it just finds they're not meeting their criteria today as they would have done in the year past. I, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things, though. I mean, I mean, maybe there's a bigger picture here about belief in general. In that, I think churches are currently uh, used by only five percent of. Uh, of the nation and yeah. uh, and maybe this is reflected as well in spiritualist churches is that people are finding a new way to interact with mediums and i think the name spiritualist church uh, can put off a lot of people uh, yeah. uh, since we're dealing with a society that is is more and more throwing away uh, their beliefs and not necessarily following a christian church i think also yeah. do you think it alienates uh, other cultures as well the the term spiritualist church um i think it's the term church in one you know you i think you're right there there's a lot of spiritualist churches now changing their name to spiritualist center rather than church you know it's that uh, it's the dogma from the past and all the you know without uh no not going into berating anybody else's faith but i do feel it comes from that word church i, I think now people you know, mediumship in general, I do feel, particularly with these spiritualist churches, they made a rod for their own back, you know, and it becomes more of what I term a uh, message shop rather than l- uh, listening to uh, some very decent philosophy. They want their, I just want to hear from mum, or as sometimes happens, I just want to know what's happening in the uh, f- uh, future. So dynamics of some churches have changed where people either open up a different centre where they don't want philosophy, all they want is messages for an hour and a half you know uh, and that's where people seem to be going but again I feel it's a lack of quality within some mediums where their philosophy bearing in mind it's directed from spirit is just not good enough either they're lazy or they don't seek to uh, better themselves what what do you mean by philosophy philosophy is teaching you know that's I think that's 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 what it comes down to spirit in part through that medium when the when the when they're on the uh, on the platform, sorry, some form of uh, philosophy. They might talk about a facet of the world whereby, you know, uh, there's people starving and yet there's people living in golden towers. And it's talking about where our place is in the world. Is it our pl- is it our place to a challenge? Are we are we very much a case of well, that's their chosen pathway in a spiritual way. This is ours. Who are we to challenge what they've sort of what people have thought about? Well, I'm coming down to this earth plane to learn this or to experience that so it's talking about all of it because it's not just clear clutch and it's certainly not uh, from a spiritualist platform anyway it's not politics you know and yet you regularly see mediums talking about oh there's not enough time or you've been poorly it really is the fact that i do feel they either are in awe of um, what the hell am i supposed to do here i can't talk about this level i can't talk about that they either don't practice or they just think, well, I'll just read something off the back of a postage stamp, and I'll t- and I'll and I'll try and talk about it. I must stress, though, it's not all mediums. You know, yeah, um, yeah. there's some mediums have a very very poor standard. So really, the spiritualist churches, when you mentioned, are we getting up and coming mediums? Well, yes, they are tending to stay away from spiritualist churches because the word church and going to small halls, community centres, and that type of thing, where you're not being hemmed in 
and not being able to say a small swear word or so it hems you in whereas there's more freedom there just to come back to what you were saying about philosophy and 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 teaching uh, when i used to go to spiritualist churches in the early 80s uh, my first experiences it was a community it was yes. it was people knew each other and the same person that you might see on the monday you might also see them on the Thursday for the the circle, which was to me, uh, looking back on it, on it, it was light meditation with philosophy from spirit, uh, yeah. where uh, messages were coming through discussing uh, mankind, the situation at that time, which in the mid eighties was the suggestion of a all out nuclear war. Yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, possibly on a Saturday or so, sorry, actually on the Sunday where was then probably messages, but you, you'd see the same person two or three yeah. times. Yeah. Do you know, you'd see the same people week in, week out. The majority of people were there. I would also see uh, regular people who were maybe not necessarily a member of the church, but they would still visit not just for the Sunday, for, for the Sunday messages, the quick fix sort of thing. Um, but they were there for the long run. They were there also as well for philosophy and, and, uh, and, and everything else. Sorry, Martin. There's a, there was a lot of support there, wasn't there? They would bring in sort of gifts for the raffle or they'd bring in some, um, some milk and coffee to help with the, you know, the church's yeah. costs of, of giving coffee out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And there was always a big program of uh, events and classes and things that were taking place. And it just makes me wonder, I suppose if something is on the decline, then it's harder to actually organise something if you are only getting one person or the same three people week in, week out. And and I, I suppose between, you know, over the last 20 years, and you, you've seen this yourself, that 16 years ago, the churches were full. And now, they get getting far less. I mean, what's the average audience that you you see uh, at spiritualist um, churches? A good audience these days is about twenty to twenty one, wow. where normally it was forty five to fifty. There are still some there are still some churches where, again, through the work of the church itself, you know, they've really uh, got and held together people you can be you know 60 60 65 people but they're very very rare you know particularly in the areas i've been to where um yorkshire the uh, east midlands particularly yorkshire it's a uh, it's where spiritualist churches were really brought in you know what i mean it's yeah, uh, yeah. uh keithley in 1853 um one of the oldest Spiritualist churches uh, in the east in the east Midlands is just outside Derby, and you're and you're looking there. They're steeped in history, but people come along and you get you get a medium who who is well known, and people will follow that person, that medium around the various churches, or in or indeed they will have a look at the list of mediums. Oh, don't like him, don't like her, or they're rubbish, or they're this, and they'll only go to a church if they feel that the quality of mediumship or they just like the way the person works you know yeah yeah that, i mean that's not good is it really it's it's no, it's, no. it's about that and also as well is a musician comedy performer um do you know sometimes everybody has a bad gig do you know it's, yeah. it's, well, I, yes, I, mean, I mean that that's how, how it is and and for people to say that a medium must be bang on every time but you don't know what their personal circumstances have been to get no, to, the, to, to get to that venue and we've discussed this in the past where you know if you've been stuck in traffic for three hours and you turn up you, your brain's just frazzled and and you know and then you've got to deliver no. messages to uh, yeah, it uh, is so but, 
so what? Let, let's talk about what you think went wrong. I mean, I mean, my personal view when I, you know, I kind of was there in the eighties, and and, and, it, and it was packed, and there, there was a, a nice community. And over the years, I've been to two or three churches uh, scattered around the country. I, I saw a lovely church in Leicester, which I think is now closed. If uh, you might be able to tell me, actually, but yeah, um, um, it's uh, it's Vaughan Waste Finishes Church, and they've put all the major shops there. They changed the bus route, so their their congregation really really dipped. Um, it's coming back up now, but. They've they've had an offer from one of the shops to sell their what the basically the shops want is the uh, land, not the uh, not the uh, building. They've been offered a, uh, a million quid for it, and the SNU said yes, and we'll try and find you a different place, a long-standing church. Uh, it's a beautiful building; it's lovely to work in. It is, yeah. It's, yeah. It's chucked. It's just going to be thrown thrown away, and they'll probably have uh, somebody's back of the garage to work out of. Yeah, I, I mean, for me. My my point of view about what went wrong, I think a number of things is firstly, obviously, there's the natural development of how people want to um, see a medium. Of course. Um, I mean, obviously, there was, you know, people like Doris Stokes, the superstars of the 80s, uh, that went round. But, I mean, people like Stephen O'Brien, I, I remember Stephen O'Brien, he was having massive audiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think he tours that much now. I've not seen, he, he, no. used, he used to be a very regular uh, uh, on the tourist route, probably doing between thirty and sixty dates per year. Yeah, uh, I think he's. Yeah, I think he's gone on to the you know what we're trying to push out. You know the workshop route. I think. Mm. Yeah, I, I, and so so what went wrong at mediumship churches? Do you think at uh, spiritualist churches? There's a little bit of uh, the word church, but I think the nail in the coffin, for want of a better phrase, was there's people opening centers you know they're renting a room in a in a small hall um the back of a workman's club and they're and they're running from there but they take out the philosophy so people are turning up and it's a message shop yeah so i think that is where people don't want to go to a spiritualist church to have prayers hymns philosophy more hymns and then maybe 35 to 40 minutes of mediumship um because if you put the mediumship first and the philosophy second people will be walking out i think it's the opening of these small centers where it does provide an access for mediumship but perhaps it dilutes the whole ethos of what mediumship is I think also as well is I, I've seen various mediumship centres open up over the years and, and disappear appear very quickly. Also as well is it starts to have a little bit of a confusing message where you have a mediumship centre that might be offering uh, Reiki, crystal healing, Hopi Indian candle yeah. wax ears or whatever, <laughs> you know. Uh, I know. And, 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 and it, it diverges, which which is fine because if you're... If, if you're running it like a business or, or whatever, it, it, probably commercialization in its way has ruined spiritualist churches in that where when you wanted to see a medium in the eight, early 80s, you would either have to see some very old woman on the street somewhere. And I don't mean yeah. um, a woman no, of no, disrepute, I know, but... Um, I, know, I know what you mean. Yeah, you know, some uh, there, there was always a, a local old woman who would be able to read your cards or whatever. Or you would have to go to a spiritualist church, where now, to access a reading, if you wanted a reading, there's obviously Psychic TV, Psychic Sofa, there's there's the newspapers, horoscopes. That Not only that is... But, I mean, local pubs now have Psychic Night. I suppose what's happened is the accessibility to mediums has become far more outreaching to people 
Uh, so they don't necessarily need to spend a rainy Sunday night in, in a spiritualist church somewhere. A, another facet that's just come to my mind there was, and I'm not implying in any way that mediums are just after money because many of them uh, just about manage to cover costs, you know. Some spiritualist churches, and again I say some because not all, they will uh, they will be turning their nose up if you charge them twenty quid for you know, for getting there. You know, bearing in mind you uh, you uh, could travel one hundred and forty three mile round trip, and they well, well we can't pay you twenty. Yeah, you can go to a uh, you can go to a hall because they charge entry. Where um, especially church, particularly on a, on a Sunday, it's free will. You know, you can leave a penny or a quid. And um, people will go a uh, community centre and say, oh yeah, my charges are twenty five, and they get paid twenty five. So. So I feel that is a little bit there. But, you know, um, when people say mediumship is a your gift and you should be doing it for free, well, you've got to put petrol in your car, petrol in your car. You've got to get the, you know, the tyres, the upkeep, particularly if you're working as a full time medium. And most mediums, and I say most, are there for the they want to work from the spirit side of life to help people. You know, it is it, it is in their heart and they will do it. But even now, People are changing. Well, you know, I can't travel a, a 250-mile round trip where they're only willing to give me 12 quid. Yeah, I, I think I, th- I think it's the accessibility. I, I think also, let's say the term new mediums as such. I, th- mm. I think a new medium often, and I'm talking about minority here, so don't, yeah. this is not an overarching um, belief about all mediums, but there is certainly an aspect now that young mediums do expect to be paid very, very healthily where a spiritualist church was almost done almost like a traveling vicar really a vicar would only expect uh, his petrol money and and a cup of tea and a biscuit where now you know they could be asking up to and certainly on my experience a thousand to fifteen hundred pounds for some of the top end people it seems to be driven by personality as well so a lot of mediums who are coming forward now are creating a persona, are creating a brand. I remember one particular medium literally coming out of spiritualist church. He'd been in spiritualist church for about two years and straight away he was calling himself the the people's medium, yeah. which, which to me never made real sense. But, um, but, but then he was creating a brand for himself. So it, it's bizarre really that it's the actual generation we're living in is, is that rather than actually serving spirit, shall we say, it's actually serving more ulterior motives, I suppose. I suppose it's financial, and hopefully that yeah. they want to do this as a full-time job. Yeah, it is. You know, it's a, it's a, it's hard balance at times, but I do feel that mediums would benefit, whether they like it or not. I feel they would benefit working in a spiritualist church because um, uh, it's easier to work in a spiritualist church than it is on a in a, a pub. Uh, you know the back room of a pub or a or a or a little hall community centre, because everybody or we'll say everybody eighty ninety percent of the people who were who were who were there have seen mediums work week in week out or month in month out, so they know what is what is there and the energies are far better and easier to work with rather than being in a hall where people are thinking oh he hasn't told me about this yet or when he's going to come to me and it can be a minefield so if you start out in the in the in the smaller pubs or uh, halls then it can be very very difficult it can make a it can make a medium it can break a medium before they even start 
Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose it's it's in every sort of performance based uh, career. I, I, because in a way, I'm not saying that mediumship is a performance, but in front of an audience, and that mm-hmm. audience will react to you. And I, I think there's some statistic that you've got something like three minutes before they decide. I like this guy or girl, uh, or I don't, <laughs> and and, uh, yeah. and 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 it's determined very quickly. So uh, you, you could be on stage. Somebody walks past with a pint of beer, spills it, co- disrupts your flow, and then that's it. You've had it. And, and I've heard comedians have similar experiences. Yeah. So so we kind of know that church, uh, spiritualist churches are on the decline. There are the odd pockets of centres that are starting up and, and they're run by, I mean, some of them are run by very, very good people who are doing this for, I wouldn't say for financial gain by any means, because the huge amount of time that they put into these centres uh, and the financial gain they receive back is, is, is very little. So, yeah. um, so there are some great places out there. There does seem to be a decline and... and I mean, how do you see mediumship going forward? How do you see, you, you've just seen 16 years of traveling around different spiritualist churches, but generally as a whole, how do you see mediumship going forward for these 16 years? I do feel um, there will be a resurgence back into the spiritualist church. I do feel in part having a better education system, which is run by the SNU. People do them down, they're too strict, but medium need mediumship needs some guidelines, but as much as it needs that flow of the personality of the medium in conjunction with the conversions of spirit. But I, I do feel, though, the major change is going to be is... Largely, people want to, you know, I find they want to move away from the normal dogma of the Christian church. They want to find their answers. We we, we have, uh, you know, the youngins coming up, the ones who are now 15, 16, 17. They're, they're not only technically savvy and, you know, want to know this and that, but they they are not scared to, to ask questions and to push boundaries. And I do feel it's their drive that want to know will can we talk to us to a spirit how can we prove it and i do feel science is moving in this sort of in this stream now also so i do feel it's the it, it is finally uh, a a a waking up people asking questions and and wanting more from mediums so mediums really do need to be sitting down having a look at how they how they work do they do they feel that they need to get better if they do how you know and not being scared to ask and work with spirit and push it but i do feel it is going to be largely driven through a younger a younger society wanting to push boundaries and push limits i think also as well is it's got to i think with mediumship it's it is a lot of dogma it, there's there's discussion about fraud and it, for me what annoys the hell out of me about mediumship is instantly people say oh it's fraudulent and and they jest about it yeah. i mean I mean, I, to be honest, I, I'm a, I do like Shirley Ghostman because I think it does highlight the eccentricities of yeah. mediumship. But when it comes to people saying, oh, mediumship's fraudulent, it's this, that, the other, uh, let's have a look at cyclists, um, professional cyclists, where over the last two years we've had people like Lance Armstrong, who won seven or eight times the Tour de, yeah. Tour de France. You've got Chris Froome that apparently is under suspicion. I could. The list goes on, but yeah. As soon as you think of cyclists, um, is anybody thinking? Well, that's just a fraudulent sport. 
you know, it, it, I don't see anybody tarnishing cyclists with mediumship, and and the reason is because mediumship is really a very much a, a fringe. Uh, belief or, or science however you look at it and and therefore instantly it's easy to dismiss it as being fraudulent um, because of uh, a number of key characters in the past but going forward what interests me is is as you say science is now approaching the fringes of mediumship it's actually verifying a lot of things that people have been talking about especially with psychic ability and mediumship People like Dr. Robert Lanza, who I've mentioned before, um, Professor Digby Tantum uh, from the University of Sheffield, is, is uh, again looking at the language or, and how brain reacts to language. And it's been nicknamed uh, Wi-Fi by the mass media, but uh, it's believed now that the brain picks up on tiny little micro-signals of what the other person is thinking during a conversation. I mean, to me, that's that's almost kind of psychic ability, I suppose. It is. I mean, like when we had a chat earlier, I was. What are we going to talk about on the uh, blog? We haven't. I can't. I can't recall whether we've had a conversation, and I forgot to write it down. What are we supposed to be talking about? And then you rang me up. What are we talking about? So did you pick up my thoughts? Did I pick up your up your thoughts? It's a. Uh, it's by way of of putting it over, isn't it? To say, well, you know, there must be some. Uh, I always call it cross pollination. I don't know why, but I do. But it comes over to a sense, well, would I give you the thoughts or did you give me the thoughts or did Spirit give us both the thoughts? Again, I've been reading, well, sorry, rereading Rupert Sheldrake's uh, theories on morphic resonance, which, again, is is absolutely fascinating and completely, utterly dismissed by science. And uh, But, again, what he's talking about is how we often seem to be um, overloaded with subliminal information or possibly, let's say, this Wi-Fi, these little micro-signals that we pick up from other people's brains, we get overloaded. And that's why possibly some people are more introverted or extroverted. They're able to deal with it more often and uh, are able to deal with it better. So, again, this science is, is beginning to look at mediumship far more they're not necessarily using the term mediumship or psychic ability, but what we need to do is is look at how science is beginning to look at the peripheries or or parts of mediumship and and how they're able to explain little parts here and there. I uh, read a um, I read an article where they use functional magnetic resonance imagery, which basically is a device that fits over your head. You know, same as you hear of the MRI in the uh, in the hospitals, the really big ones. This one's a small one, and it fits over the it fits over the head. And they were doing um, tests with uh, mediums to see if there's any any difference in the we just call it electrical impulses in the uh, brain when the person said i'm communicating with spirit and even though it was a, the, only, the only thing about the the whole research paper it only was 16 people so it's it, it, it you know you can't mm. make a lot of yes it does make sense because it's such a small number yeah. but it was interesting in the fact that that they noticed there was changes in areas of the body that or areas of the brain that you're thinking shouldn't be active yet when they say no i've, I've uh, got uncle bill he was this this and this and they noticed changes happening in one area of the uh, of the brain uh, underneath the uh, occipital lobe the back of the head where you're thinking why the hell is that 
lighting up and it was with all it was with all the mediums so there must be something going on there and i find if science sort of picks that up and takes it to a much larger scale then we can get some more definite answers some empirical data you know that, that's why i'm really interested in what you're you are doing with your course and 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 we've both been we're both on courses at the moment we're both taking uh different aspects I kind of I don't like saying it's just the body that you're dealing with because you're dealing with the whole body, the brain, and everything, and I, yeah. I and I'm kind of dealing with human behaviour. But um, we've both had really in-depth discussions about how it's interesting how we how things are resonating within both medical sciences, and and I think that's where the progression is going to take place, where where we can start saying, ah, right, okay, this explains this. Maybe we can explain away certain aspects. Maybe we can reinforce ideas about certain aspects of mediumship. But if anything, what this all boils down to is actually we are distilling what mediumship is so that rather than, and and this is coming back to our ethos that um, probably our listeners are, are probably fed up of hearing, but it comes back to our ethos in that we're distilling mediumship and, and removing uh, the impurities, the uh, the silliness that's been added over the last 30 years, where we can say, look, that science is saying this, so we've got to take this serious. If the, you know, Even if science is uh, ruling out certain aspects of things, then we need to take that on board as well. It's, of it's, course. It's about being progressive. It's about yeah. continually moving with mediumship, not saying that fit mediumship is this, and that's how we stick to it. it we need to see medium as less as, as less of a religion, but we're rather as a subject that is continually progressing with new developments every year, every month. Definitely. I mean, um, spirit where uh, noted to swear. I think it was a, I think it was Han Swaffer's circle. He was a he was a uh, pioneer spiritualism, and they were and they were saying there that spirit didn't intend for spiritualism to be a religion. It was the mandate of uh, of our worldly societies that you know you can't practice it unless you call it a faith. So that's how that's how that come there. So I feel spirit want to look at uh, bringing man being humankind sorry ladies to bring humankind forward by educating through philosophy and science and one reinforces the other the time where the science says no the earth revolving around the sun and religion says no the sun uh, the you know the sun's revolving around the earth that that has to stop and we need to be one on the same song sheet whether it goes against or goes for we need to look at as they on the science cream crimes programs lead where the uh, science is going or where the evidence is going uh, absolutely and, and and i think a lot of people will be very very surprised by our take on this that again I, i've talked you know we've both talked to countless mediums and and as soon as you mention science or skeptics or, or anything like that it's instant dismissal well hang on it's, a minute you are sticking to a dogma there probably a self-created dogma right skeptics are on that side I'm on this side and we shouldn't meet together, which is utter nonsense. Yeah. Because what because what needs to happen is this open discussion. And yes, there there will be disagreements, but again there will be progression. 
That that's yeah. simple as that. So it's, yeah. it's a progression of, of the subject at, at hand, and uh, and we need to go forward. I mean, um, Spirit said to me a uh, little while ago, the saviour of spiritualism is going to be science. Yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely agree. Right, I think we've come to an end of a a, a very interesting program. There, it's, indeed. Well, I hope every, I hope you enjoyed this discussion uh, listeners if you did enjoy it whether you're listening on ipod or youtube or wherever you're listening please click like please subscribe share it with your friends tell your neighbor's dog <laughs> anything you can uh, please give us support we will continue to make more of these we really enjoy putting these out and we do really enjoy the feedback that you give to us that's important to us as well we we're not doing it for any financial gain or or anything like that. We're just doing it because we enjoy discussing these matters. And if it makes somebody question somewhere what we're saying and makes them get involved in mediumship or question mediumship, either way is fine. Uh, for us, it's just a discussion about mediums in action. <laughs>